Welcome back, talkers, and welcome to any first-time listeners out there. It is a Sunday night. It is uh, the return of the I'm Just Talking podcast with me, your host, Cello. It is December 5th, um, and there's a lot really to talk about this week. There's a lot of things that interest me. There's a lot of things that I want to kind of go through. I'm going to try to do them quickly, um, and but not not too quickly. Um, I really try to keep my episodes around 30 to 40 minutes, so we will get pretty much right started after I say, don't forget to listen, share, subscribe, recommend, comment, like, whatever it is on the the listening platforms, um, do a, um, a review on the listening platforms you, you're on. Um, and those could be ankle, ankle, anchor, Spotify, Google podcast, Google uh, oh my God, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or Google to name the four, Overcast, CastBox, Radio Public, um, and Pocket Cast. Um, we are, um, this is episode number 50. Um, uh, most people don't do that many in season one. I'm going to do two more episodes, which will lead me right up into Christmas. And then I'll probably come back after the first of the year. So just kind of food for thought there. I'm going to start doing video podcasts and create a YouTube channel. I just got to get some of my, uh, lack of a better term, my studio kind of fixed so that I have a decent background to look into. Um, but, um, another thing I, I think would be interesting is I'm going to tell you guys what I'm drinking today. Um, I am drinking black velvet Canadian whiskey with a little bit of diet soda because I'm shouldn't be drinking at all because I'm pre-diabetic, but uh, I usually have a couple drinks and this is only one. So I'm not buzzing or nothing like that, but I just thought it would be fun to say, hey, this is what I'm drinking today. Um, so we're going to get straight into it right now. Um, the main thing that I planned on having my entire episode on this week was how Chris Cuomo got fired by CNN. Um, not a huge topic in terms of people probably caring because there's a certain portion of the population that really don't give a rat's ass about him. But I'm going to, you know, if you've listened to enough of my episodes or if you'd rather scroll back through, I did a little episode about how Andrew Cuomo, his brother, um, resigned as governor of New York and due to the sexual harassment allegations and um, what that meant to me, how I looked up to their family, how I thought that he was doing good things from New York, from what I can tell from afar. My, you know, and I lived in New York when I was a kid, so I always have a. I'm always drawn to what's going on there. Um, their father was a great figure in the Italian American community. Dave sort of built on that. Um, I've heard some um, personality traits that he had. They don't, where he was a kind loving, trustworthy person and Andrew isn't. And then subsequently, and now we're, we're talking about Chris. So Chris was fired because of these allegations against his brother and his, he's actually a lawyer by trade. So he has a lot of legal knowledge. And of course his insight to, um, his, uh, insight and his influence and his, 
um, connections in the in the in the, um, the journalism industry because of course he was Cuomo primetime number one rated show um, and those sorts of things. Well, when the pandemic hit, I really started watching the news. I was off work for eight months, and um, I've also said this again um, before that I watched a lot of his show, and I was very proud of the fact that he seemed to be the voice of reason. He seemed to understand what normal people were going through. He catches COVID himself. And then him and his brother, the banter, um, they had a skit on there where they were talking about how, you know, you do the swab up the nose and, you know, Andrew Cuomo has a big nose and they had this really big Q-tip. And on top of the fact that these guys were Italian-American, they were just like me, um, you know, not far generations removed. Um, and and I just felt a connection to to the Cuomos, um, their father, again, you know, big in the Italian community back then in New York, when I lived there as a kid, these guys were putting Italians on the map kind of a thing. They were no nonsense. They were tough. They, and, you know, quote, you know, they were just kind of leading the charge for normal people. They had Fauci on and I liked Fauci too. And I kind of hung on every word that, that, you know, Andrew said, and because I felt like he was giving it real. Now, granted, that's somewhat skewed in the sense that because I admired him so much, he probably could have said anything and I would have believed him, which leads me to why this is even a thing for me to even talk about, right? Because of all of these things and how much I admire him and how much I feel a connection to him and how, you know, our heritage is all the same and he looks, you know, the part and he talks about how even during the social unrest, anybody that came up on the side of, uh, on the opposite side of racial justice that, uh, there was one guy that, that had something to do with the insurrection. I can't remember his name, but you know, Chris Cuomo basically flat out told him, why are you running with these people? They don't like you. They don't like people like me and you, you know, we are not part of that, that group. And it just reinforced a lot of the things that I think about myself. I think about our ethnicity. I think about our heritage. And then he gets in, he gets tangled up in this. He goes on air and says that, yes, he helped his brother, uh, but he was advising his brother. He wasn't really involved in anything. And everybody sort of kind of like turned it away and he survived. So sort of, um, so last week the report came out from the investigation that he did more than he led on to now. I've only seen, and this is different news outlets. Um, I've read a New York Times article. I read a Washington Post article. I think I, uh, I I read a political article. I read TMZ. And they all really say that there's only a couple of things that he said that leads to the fact that he might have been more involved. He may have um, lacked journalistic integrity. He knew some sources that he was able to give them a heads up on when stories were coming out. Um, he put out a, a text to, uh, to one of the, uh, the lawyers in the camp that said, I got a lead on the wedding girl, you know, um, he still maintains, maintains that he didn't do anything to her, harm anybody. He didn't, uh, he didn't do anything that lacked integrity. Um, but for whatever, um, CNN found, they didn't really put it all out there, but they, they, they saw it fit to fire him. And it's disappointing because I feel like every time this guy was battling against somebody, he was talking about 
being truthful and being upfront and and uh, you know having a a certain amount of integrity, and it looked like he did. And there's still some haziness in there. And maybe again, maybe I'm biased because I admire him so much. It's really hard for me not to be a little pissed off and, and disappointed and say, bro, you could have said, yes, I'm advising him. Um, you know, if I hear something, I feel like it's the right thing to do to help my brother. Now, culturally, this is the first step he should have taken family above all. Um, that's admirable in a sense that he decided or made a conscious decision at some point that he knew this might cost him everything. But I guess I felt maybe he felt like he was going down with the ship. And if my brother's going to go down, I'm going to do everything to save him, even if I go down with him. And any one of us would have done that. Um, and there was, you know, he didn't so much lie as maybe he, he sugarcoated what exactly he did. And again, there isn't specific that I've read or that I've come across that has said, he said X, Y, and Z, or he did X, Y, and Z. Um, and it just points to the fact that he did more and used his influence in journalism to, to get information and to try to dig up dirt on accusers, which appears that he was protecting a sexual abuser or a sexual deviant. And it it sounds like that that's maybe what he was doing, but I guess if you I guess if you really think that Andrew was a sexual deviant and a sexual abuser and a sexual assaulter, then yes, that's what he was doing. He was protecting that person. Um, turns out that that person is his brother. He did what his heart called him to do. Um, do I think he should be ashamed of that? No, I think he should be ashamed that he tried to lead us to believe that he was just a good guy, that he was just being a good brother. And it's tough because a fall from grace like this leads you to question what you believe, like as a person, like, did I trust the wrong guy? You know, I don't know him, obviously, but you know, was I hornswoggled to think he was X, Y, and Z? Did he come through the TV screen as a real, genuine person? Or was that all a facade so that he could make money? Um, and then you're torn, like, well, what would I have done if it was my brother? You know, um, could he have said, hey, I need to go off the air to help my brother with this? Um, he didn't report on the story that I remember or that I've even heard. So, you know, he he tried to play the fence and... He fell off the wrong side of the fence, basically. He be, you know, his Humpty, his proverbial Humpty Dumpty, you know, fell down. So, I mean, I think, I think when you're in that sort of life, you're, in, you know, you're in the public eye. You know, there's an investigation going on. You should have, you should have either removed yourself or you should have said yes. I know a lot of the people that are writing these stories. I have, I have, I've heard some things. I'm purposely not reporting on it. I think he sort of did say that, but what is he supposed to say? Is he supposed to say, yeah, I got leads on the wedding girl on there. I mean, I don't know. And it's just disappointing. Um, I feel like he'll resurface somewhere where he can fucking start his own podcast. And, and I'd probably listen, you know, I don't think he said anything derogatory. You know, he seems 
to still have some good morals. And I would like to see more information on exactly what he said, who he said it about. But ultimately, like, they're still withholding information from us. They're just saying he got fired to kind of save face, but they're not saying exactly what he did. So I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed that I latched on to somebody that turned out to have a fall from grace too. It's always like your heroes are the ones that disappoint you the most. You know, it doesn't disappoint me that ex-politician is a jackass or borderline racist. It disappoints me that he did some shit and fucked up. Disappoints me that it appears that, you know, if his brother was a sexual deviant assaulter, that he, he didn't distance himself from his brother. Or at least do nothing and say nothing, you know. Um, or he he really believes his brother is innocent and he, he's trying to prove that. And maybe that comes out too. I don't know. Um I look up to those guys and I just wish that either it was obvious that I, that, that I, that they weren't that the people that they supposed to be or, you know, something else were to come up and I feel cheated basically. Um, so with that, I think I just want to put that one to bed. He disappoints me. The whole situation disappoints me. I, I know and I understand I would ride for my brothers too um, if I thought they were right. And, you know, but then again, I'm I'm nobody important. Just because I talk into this microphone, I don't have the status that he does, right? So, all right, that's enough of that. I, it's disappointing me even thinking about it. Um, on a different note, um, I did not know that Mr. LL Cool J, James Todd, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I guess like a week ago. Um, Dr. Dre did his introduction, and it was really, really well done. Like, kudos to Dre. And he talked about all the the steps that Def Jam made with, with LL and how LL was like their first signee. And then like... My radio, he talked about Rock the Bells, Mama Said Knock You Out, I Need Love. Uh, what I forget the name of the song he did with J-Lo, who looked fucking mad fine on the on, on the ceremony. Um, and how LL may just be the GOAT. You know, I still hold Rakim in high esteem, but if you think about it, LL's been around forever. LL was, being, was an actor before the shit was famous. He was in that one, was it Deep Blue Sea? He was in another movie before that, too, and I don't remember what it was. He was in Car Crush Groove, too, but... So, like, I started thinking about, like, LL a little bit. And uh, when when he came out with... Uh, I remember radio, because I lived on Long Island, and I remember radio. My radio, I like it loud. Um, that one was good. Rock the Bells. I remember my cousin saying like, yo, did you hear that? Rock the Bells. Then he came out with Mama Said Knock You Out and everybody went crazy. I do actually remember the I Need Love song. And I remember actually watching that episode of, of the Apollo when he was humping the couch and shit. And that was like, rappers didn't make like songs like that back then. Um, He had, um, what was the other one I was just thinking about too? He did Mama Said Knock You Out. Um, 
you know, going back to Cali. I don't think so. You know, all these jams that he was just, you know, but then he had two in particular. He was on EPMD's Rampage song. And and that that verse, and, and I can't, for whatever reason, it's, 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 it's oh my god, it's escaping me because I didn't think about this when I was listening to Dre and them talk about it. But like, he was cool with EPMD, and he had that he had that um, that verse on there. Um, it'll come to me while I'm thinking about it. But then he has the verse with um, uh, with Puffy. It was him, Big, the Last Boy Scout, and Busta Rhymes. And Craig Mack on Craig Mack's Flavor in Your Ear room, uh, remix. And he then he busts out with Ski, Ishi, Blow Dishes, Skeevy, Delicious. Give me Cooch Cooch, Love Me Good. Damn, Hollis to Hollywood, but is he good? And he just goes on like, Electrocuta Barracuda, I'm here to bring the drama. And then and then Buster comes in and like like, I don't know, just some of the shit. But then there's one song that I don't know that anybody ever talks about. He does a cypher with his boys from Farmer's Boulevard. And that song always, and I don't even remember his verse necessarily, but that was one of the first ciphers I remember that was awesome. And when I lived in New York, I lived on Long Island. I lived not far from Queens. My 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 family and my mother and them grew up. My dad grew up in Queens. My mother grew up in Elmont right outside of Queens. So I always felt like Queens was the place. Like I'm a Mets fan. I loved, um, I loved Tribe Called Quest. You know, anybody from Queens, fucking Nas, you know, all those guys. And, uh, cause that's what I felt like I was as close to the city was be Queens. Right. And, and he was from Farmers Boulevard. And I remember we came home from Italy one summer and we were driving home from the airport and I'm like, and they have a Farmers Boulevard exit. And I'm like, yo, I just, one day I'm just going to drive down Farmers Boulevard and like, just look and see where LL lived, you know, go down into Hollis. You know, nowadays, I guess Hollis, I think my understanding has probably been, you know, rebuilt or gentrified or whatever, you know, maybe go down and, you know, I would just love to, to like see where LL was from. And I'm trying to think of his, uh, his rampage verse. I might have to try to look it up, but like he, he just, he had so many, he did, uh, he just, he just had so many different like kinds of flows. He had the hard stuff. He had the the ballad, so to speak, you know, around the way girl was the one I was thinking about that, that gets lost sometimes. Um, with, um, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Full lyrics. Um, slow down, baby. The ripper, the master, the overlordian playing MCs like an old accordion. I got the inspiration from a necessary station. Them saying I was vacationing. You can't quote with your weaker throat. Trying to speak a peek at how I freak the notes. Major MCs become on to be flats. So retire the mic. Get your chains and your bats. Here's your chance to advance. Get in your stance. I shoot the holster off of cowboy pants. Pure entertainment. Tonight's your arraignment. You're guilty. Face down on the pavement. No holds barred. It's time to get scarred. You and your squad better plays the real guard. Undertaker dropping th dropping thunder on fakers. When it comes to lyrics, I'm as freaky as Saker. So you lay down, so lay, so lay the mic down slow and careful, cause I mine is fully loaded and I got another handful. A clip to slip in and start tripping, diving and dipping and giving punks a whipping. 
Just in case you want to go a few rounds or so, I'm down so that you clowns and know. Me being hurt to burn won't be tolerated. I got rounds up to oh, forget it. I'm constipated. Ew. So, like, those verses, like, nobody did shit like that. Nobody did shit like that. And nobody's done it since. Um, one of the one of the things I think is awesome too is that um he had um he was doing I think he was doing Mama Said Knock You Out, but Eminem came out and they were back and forth in the lyrics and it was that was so well done. Um, um and I thought that was cool. I mean I mean Eminem is probably top five in, in my personal my personal rankings, but like then you think about it, like LL was like a trailblazer. Like, um, then I'm gonna look for his verse. Um, do they have his verse on here? Uh, I think this is just a Craig Mack one. Yeah, that's the the remix lyrics I have to look up. Verse two. Come on, L. BLS ninety seven kiss bounce to this. I'm gonna live large in this rap game. No, that's uh, rampage. Sorry. Oh, here's LA. Ishi. Oh, bloatitious. Skeevy. Mm, delicious. Give me coosh, coosh, love me good. Man, damn, Hollis to Hollywood, but is he good? I guess like the jeans, uh, flavor like praline, sick daddy, you know I mean? Papa love it when he does it. Word to mama, a tongue kiss a piranha, electrocute a barracuda, I'm here to bring the drama. Like, rappers just don't think of shit like that no more. Um, he, He's a bona fide Hall of Famer, accomplished actor. Like, one of the all-time greats, man. And he might be the GOAT. He might just be the GOAT. I can't remember the last time he came out with anything, though. But he always had that just kind of coolness. Like, And every time you thought that he was done, he'd come out with something new. He had the song with J-Lo, the song with Boys to Men. Um, and then he'll, he'll show up on a random... Uh, on a random, um, like, cameo or something. Farmer's Boulevard, our anthem song by LL Cool J. I wonder if I play it. If I, I don't think I'll be able to get this shit on the air. I don't know. Um, back in the days before I was LL, I used to hang out in the corner pumping Games people play, sitting on the garbage can, rhyming to my man, talking about the big money and future plans. I always told, I was told the brothers if I got a contract when the money started flowing, I'd be back to do a jam against all odds, introducing rapper one from Farmers Boulevard. And then, like one of the guys, there's a bunch of them that are that are really good on this song. And I don't know whatever happened to those guys, but like, you know, you know, he lives in California now, just like me. Um, I would, he might be, if I had to do. If I can do a podcast with some rappers, it would be like him, Eminem. Um, I actually, I would probably like to interview Rakim too, but you know, LL. Like, I think he kept New York. He kept the East Coast on the map for a little bit. 
Um, again, I think he got a lot of hate back in the early days because he started going mainstream. He started doing like, you know, movies. And I think he's still on NCIS or at least had a really long run. He did another movie. He did before he did Deep Blue Sea. He did another movie that I forget. I'm, I'm looking all this up while I'm talking because this is the stupid thing that I do, but I don't really research. Deep Blue Sea, In Too Deep. He was in SWAT, I guess. Uh, Last Holiday. Apparently he was in Halloween H2O, which I know. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in Any Given Sunday. How can you remember that? How can I forget that shit? Um, some of this stuff I, I never heard of. Crush Groove, of course. Um, I guess he's done some voiceovers and some cartoons, too. You know, like... He's... Oh, well, maybe not. I don't know. It's saying he was in a Bruce Lee movie, but I find that hard to believe. Um, yeah, he, you know, he's just, he's done so much stuff, man. And like, he, he wasn't afraid to be himself. He wasn't afraid to be LL. He wasn't afraid to hump a couch at the Apollo. He wasn't afraid to do a love song with J-Lo. He wasn't afraid to have Eminem on his, you know, show, you know, commemorating him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, uh. And I'm actually, I also thought about this too. I'm actually glad it's not like the rap Hall of Fame. Like, he's in the rap wing of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, welcome to Cleveland, L. Um, thanks for keeping, you know, New York on the map, Queens on the map. Um, it would be nice for some somebody like you to come out with some shit that's, you know, somewhat classical, but somewhat new, you know, a little bit of scratching on there. Cut Creator would be great, you know. Um, matter of fact, I think I'm about to add some LL to some of my playlists on Spotify and, and, uh, you know, uh, whatever, Pandora. I have EPMD, um, or DOS Effect, so those songs come on all the time. Um, but me, me and my brothers, like, one of our jokes is if, like, we're watching, like, football and somebody, like, burnt, like, a wide receiver burns somebody, we say, man, he got burnt to hurt. And, you know, it's just funny how that shit, like, oh, man, just brings back memories. Like, he was one of the first I started listening to back in the days when I started listening to hip-hop. So, all right, guys, you've heard me ramble on enough about LL and, and try to, like, mimic him and be a rapper for a day. Um, Again, coming up on my uh, 52nd episode, which... It's not actually 52 weeks because I did some mini episodes in there. I may do that to speed it up so I can take a break for a little bit. Um, of course, unless some surprising news comes up or something I really want to talk about. But I can literally talk every day. I could, you know, whatever. Um, closing in on 800 total listens. Thank you so much. Again, if you'd like to listen, um, I'll post this link um, at least on my Facebook. Um, and then you can listen via the web. Um, if, if you wanted to, um, I think my last episode, I'm going to try to get my shit together and get a video episode in. That's going to try to be kind of like a recap of all 52 or just a recap of my year of podcasting. Um, I really, I really appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, I got, uh, 10 or 15 listens this week. Um, again, United States, the Philippines, Zimbabwe, England, Anybody out there listening, I appreciate you. Um, uh, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google, 
Cast Box, Overcast, Cast Box, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Of the eight places I am at. If I ever got off my ass, I'd be on more. Um it's been a it's been a good it's been about ten months now. A couple days will be ten months. I dropped my first episode just after the Super Bowl last year. Um, Tom Brady. Um I actually had another episode lined up, but Tom Brady just went in the Super Bowl and I had to kind of give the shout out and the motivation of if you could you could be 199th pick of something and still be the greatest of all time. LL, same things. Not highly regarded as, you know, people sort of forget because he doesn't put out a lot of music anymore, but he just might be the GOAT. We might have to start doing these rankings. Um, I love you guys. Be good to yourselves. Um, be good to each other. Um, one quick note. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. You're not burdening. If people love you, you're not burdening burdening them with your issues or something you may be going through. Um, hit me up on Instagram. I'm underscore just underscore talking or cello or C-E-L-L-O 0902 at, at um, is also, it's my, it's my Instagram. I love y'all. So remember you guys, respect, unity, equality. Love y'all. I'm out. Thank you.